For more than 125 years, the Tucson Metro Chamber has been the voice of business. This year, the Chamber is focused on showcasing candidates that not only understand the needs of business, but will also work to introduce and support local policies that address and solve challenges businesses face. The Chamber's Candidate Evaluation Committee interviewed candidates running for Tucson Mayor and City Council on their thoughts and perspectives on issues important to the Chamber membership and creating a pro-business environment. Our Candidate Evaluation Committee, made up of business owners, executives, major employers, and community partners, crafted five questions focusing on key business issues. We invite you to visit our candidate evaluation page on our website at tucsonchamber.org, review the scorecard, listen to the interviews, read the questionnaires submitted by many of the candidates, and share with your colleagues and your neighbors who you think will support a pro-business environment in Tucson. On this episode, our Candidate Evaluation Committee interviews Dr. Ed Ackerley, an independent running for mayor of the city of Tucson. Please tell us your name and the office you're running for. My name is Ed Ackerley and I'm running for mayor of the city of Tucson. Briefly describe your educational and professional backgrounds and how they have prepared you to serve. I fondly say that I've uh, prepared all of my life for um, running for a position like mayor. I, uh, I've been working for Ackerley Advertising for 47 years. It's a family company that my parents started in 1968, and I've been there since I was in high school. And now my brother and I own it, and we're a full-service advertising agency here in Tucson. For 32 years, I've been a, a professor of marketing at the University of Arizona Eller College of Management, uh, teaching students uh, who um, have gone on to great things at the chamber and other places. Um, in terms of my own personal education, I, I um, am a uh, graduate of Palo Verde High School here in Tucson. I'm a native, born and raised in Tucson. I fondly say Green Screen Stick High School, Palo Verde, and uh, went on to the University of Arizona, got an undergraduate degree, and in 2006 finished up my doctorate at Northern Arizona University. Describe your vision for the city of Tucson and the office you're running for. Well, my vision is leadership. I think that uh, what we are uh, lacking in, in Tucson over the last uh, several years has been leadership. And I don't, n nothing against the individuals that uh, occupy current offices or previous offices or uh, bureaucracy or management. I just believe that we need to bring the city together from a variety of different angles, business, nonprofits, uh, um, NGOs, any, any other organization that has a vested interest in the city of Tucson. Uh, and I think some of us, specifically in the business community, kind of looked away for a couple of years. Uh, uh, again, no, no harm, no foul with the Chamber of Commerce or any other business organization. Uh, I'm guilty of it. It's one of the reasons I'm in the race is that I was busy making money and uh, building a company and providing for my family. And I turned and I looked back, what happened to the city that I grew up in? And so I believe that uh, the reason I'm running is to provide some leadership for the city of Tucson so that we can uh, marshal the resources to reprioritize what we're doing um, in a more efficient manner to uh, address the, the challenging issues of, uh, that I've delineated for you, but first and foremost is public safety. And I think this is the single most important issue that the uh, mayor faces right now, um, and that encompasses a lot of things such as police staffing and uh, 
the homelessness issue and the fentanyl crisis and those, those types of things. Public safety and issues around crime, homelessness, and the fentanyl crisis are major concerns that we hear frequently from chamber members. Do you think that the city is currently doing enough or does the city need to be more involved in addressing these issues? And if the city is not doing enough, what more should the city specifically be doing? Hire 700 more police officers. I think we need to have a thousand police officers by 2025. In the meetings that I've had with uh, Chief Kazmar and the uh, manager and uh, finance department and other people, I've met with all the department heads of all the city uh, agencies. And the, the big issue is, is uh, recruitment and retention, that they don't have enough resources to recruit or enough uh, resources, I guess, to retain the people that they have. And um, so I believe this is a marketing problem. I'm a marketing guy, and I believe this is a marketing issue because we, we, what we need to do is we need to tell people the great things that are happening in the city of Tucson and what could be and what will be and get them to buy. I was at an event the other night, Monday night, with a bunch of pastors, and a gentleman from Push Ridge Christian Academy, Southside, stepped up. He was the principal, and he said, we can no longer sit on the side and just hope that government will take care of everything. He suggested that each pastor go to their congregation and ask one person in their congregation to apply to be a Tucson police officer. And I thought, that's the kind of buy-in that we need from the city of Tucson. Residents who will step forward. We need to market to other markets are coming into Tucson and taking our police officers and sending them to Gilbert and to, to other municipalities. We need to do the same thing. We need to market uh, that we need police officers in Tucson. So we need to take some of that extra money that's out there, $150 million, and we need to take a few, few, that, a little, few of those dollars and do some marketing and recruiting. If we don't staff up to at least 2015 levels, we're at 752 deployable police officers. Some would argue with that number. Um, some, of the, uh, some of the figures are maybe we're more in the 500 range of actual deployable officers. We're the 33rd largest metropolitan area in the city, in the country. And we are trying to f face a fentanyl crisis and a lawlessness crisis because of some things that we've allowed to have happen uh, with a police force that's about one half of what it was when Roberto Villasenor was the police chief. And I just think that's unconscionable for us as a, as a community. Defunding police for the last 15 years, the city council and the, and the current mayor were part of that process of defunding. What I mean by that, they've passed 15 budgets in a row that have not given enough money to the police uh, staffing that we need to do. Um, the city manager and, and Chief Kazmaier will tell you that there's you know 20 or so lines of, of uh, police officer lines that are not filled right now. I'm just going to use a round number for ease, so that's $100,000 per line. Uh, that's, that's $2 million. Give me that $2 million and I'll go out and recruit you some people who will come to the city of Tucson and sign up to be police officers and get trained to help us with this problem. It is the single most important problem. I'm going to bring this home to myself personally. I don't think my wife should be in fear of going to the local quick trip store to fill up her tank of gas and be afraid that something might happen to her. I just don't think it's right in the city of Tucson. We've let this get out of control. We need some strong leadership to bring this under control. We don't need to be a San Diego, Portland, San Francisco, whatever other city you want to pick. We need to be Tucson. And this is unacceptable in the city of Tucson. In your opinion, how does the Planning and Development Services Department play a role in economic development in Tucson's ability to attract and retain businesses and employers? What are you hearing about the state 
of PTSD right now. PTSD? Oh, oh I see what you said. Um, that was a little joke. Um, I would say efficiency is, is better. I, I would say that uh, what I heard four years ago, five years ago, and regarding planning and development, it was maybe a, a little bit more of a problematic. I do believe that the efficiency that is being created by Pima County planners and, and clerks coming and helping on the city side and vice versa when needed is an important part of intergovernmental agreement. We should have that in some other places like courts and other places where we need that kind of cooperation. I was just with the housing director yesterday and with the uh, um, public defender this morning talking about how shared governance and, and shared relationships are an important part of this process. I just feel that uh, you know there are untold many stories of businesses who have come to Tucson. I'll give you one in particular who wanted to open a little store on uh, uh, Broadway Boulevard in the Rio Nuevo district and uh, it took one year and it took um, many many visits from development services to come out and, and work with them. Um, they were a, a restaurant type place. They put a sink in where they were told to do it. Three weeks later, somebody comes back and says, why did you put that sink there? That sink needs to be over here. They had to move the sink over there. It cost them another $8,000 and about six weeks worth of time. In the time that they did one store in the city of Tucson, they built from the ground up three stores in Boise, Idaho. Now, if Boise, Idaho can get three stores built in the time that it takes us to build one in the city of Tucson, there's obviously some inefficiencies that are taking place in the uh, we need to take a look at that and make sure that we're encouraging business development, that we're encouraging people to build within the city limits, not in Marana and Oro Valley and Sarita and Green Valley and other places. We need to have them build their stores in Tucson and we need to move heaven and earth to get as many companies as we possibly can to headquarter here and be part of the uh, economic development that we... and. Uh, Development services and the whole economic development process is the lifeblood of the city of Tucson. Without economic development, without the sales tax that drives the general fund, which is the discretionary fund that we use to fund all the projects in the city of Tucson, uh, you know, public safety first, but economic development really is an important part of this process. What do you perceive to be the three biggest challenges and issues facing the business community? And if elected, how do you plan to keep a pulse on the issues that businesses are facing? I'll start with crime. I believe that crime right now is out of control with many businesses. All you have to do is drive through the city of Tucson and see the number of broken windows with plywood up, up against them. The fentanyl crisis and the lawlessness of certain people who are homeless who, uh, who have taken it upon themselves to uh, steal from stores and just pretend like there's no consequences for that. You know, I probably shouldn't use specific stores, but I'll use a convenience store chain that um, they have a $2 million line item budget for 30 packs of beer stolen out of their 124 stores. Why? Because lawless people walk in and take two 30 packs of beer and walk out, don't even look at the, uh, at the clerk, and there's nobody there to stop them, and they just, they, why do they do it? They do it because they can. Um, a, a home repair retailer at Irvington in 919, Four million dollars worth of property stolen from them in the last year. Uh, this is this is not the way we should be operating in the city of Tucson. Obviously, there's restrictions on employees; they can't go tackle the person because of uh, risk management problems and so forth. We don't have enough police officers. If if the clerk would have called the police department, they have 900 calls that they have to respond to. There's no way they're going to come and catch someone that's shoplifting. 
We've allowed this lawlessness to snowball and get out of control, and there is a reputation that Tucson is an easy mark, and that people can come and do whatever they want to do. And, and then we had the issue uh, of COVID-19, where uh, through uh, you know, unusual measures, the city of Tucson and the county and even the state uh, allowed businesses to be shut down and to uh, uh, not operate because of the pandemic. And granted, hindsight is 2020. It's easy to armchair quarterback and say, you know, we should have kept all the businesses open. But so many of our businesses were so adversely affected by that shutdown that it's been hard for many of them to recover. And some of them haven't recovered and have gone out of business because of that. I think it's incumbent upon us as, uh, as uh, leaders to make sure we're doing everything we can from a government perspective, but also from a community perspective, to lift up our businesses and make sure that we have a reputation like Marana has, that it's easy to get a business started in Marana. Even Oro Valley is, is being lauded as, as easy to get the process going and have the team help you get your business up and running. Um, I made this comment, uh, and Barbara Coffey kind of ruined it for me, but I, we've been in business for 55 years in the city of Tucson. We have paid our taxes every year. We have been a viable company. We have worked hard. And short of me saying this the last time and having her call me and say, can I have a meeting, not once in 55, not once, not once in 55 years had anybody from the city of Tucson contacted our company and asked, what can we do to help you grow your business and, and be a more viable business in the city of Tucson? We've done the 55 years on our own. I don't think that's right. I think we as economic developers, as uh, leaders, and as uh, people who are uh, trying to stimulate the economy because that's where the lifeblood of, of sales tax comes from, we should be more outbound, less inbound, less municipal ordinance creating and more freedom for businesses to operate in a free enterprise system to give them the ability to grow and prosper, not to restrict them so that they can't. Um, I, I'm going to say one other thing about uh, economic development. Uh, we'll just use Memorial Day as the example. Memorial Day is coming up in a few weeks, and, uh, and uh, the Lambs are going to have a barbecue at their house, and so they're going to uh, invite everybody in this room and a few other people out to their house. They're going to have a barbecue, and they're going to have a pool party, and they're going to celebrate Memorial Day. And from today forward, they don't do anything. Molly doesn't do anything. Dogs are running around. Bedrooms are filthy. The, you know, every people live in their homes, and it just, you know, it all takes its its toll. Don't dump the trash. Don't do the dishes. Don't make the beds. And then all of us come over for the party on Memorial Day, and we look around and say, "What are you thinking? Why did you invite us over here when this place is a mess?" We're inviting people into the city of Tucson. We're inviting companies to come to Tucson. We're inviting tourists from all over the United States and all over the world to come to the city of Tucson. And have you driven down the streets of the city of Tucson? Have you seen what's on the median? Have you seen what's on the side of the road? Have you seen the graffiti? We are not doing a good job of preparing our party place to invite people from all around the world to come here and celebrate what's great about Tucson. We have a lot of fantastic things, but we're missing the fundamentals. And the fundamentals is let's clean up our community. Let's have some civic pride. It's, it's what you do with what you have that's important, not saying, okay, we're going to leave that bumper that was in an accident six weeks ago on that median for the next 14 months. Is there nobody in the city of Tucson driving by and seeing that? Is there no community organization that's driving by and seeing that and saying, this is not acceptable in the city of Tucson? Stealing shopping carts from the Home Depot store and leaving them on a median or on the side of the road and having them sit there for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time 
it is, our place looks dirty. That's why the students at the University of Arizona call Tucson their dirty tea. They call it the dirty tea because it's dirty. When I'm mayor, the first 90 days, we're gonna devote some time and effort. I just met with Carlos de la Torre, the environmental services director, and said, Carlos, when I become mayor, we're gonna spend the first 90 days cleaning up the city of Tucson because we got a party we're gonna have and we want everybody to come and enjoy what, what they see. Your wanting to bring back leadership is your differentiator. What is your definition of leadership? I think the ability to bring people from diverse viewpoints together to come to a commonality where we uh, approach uh, challenges and problems with solutions that are creative, maybe not just doing the same thing we've done over and over and over again and expecting the same outcomes, but coming up with creative ways and solutions to solve these problems that the city has. Uh, I'll give you a case point and example. Uh, water is an issue in the city of Tucson. I call it my sleeper issue. I think it's the most important issue that we face in the next 30 to 50 years in the city of Tucson. Right now the water department says we have about 50 years worth of water in the table beneath us. We were down to four just a short uh, two decades ago and so we've done a good job of mitigating that problem. But we should be at 100 like we once were when I first moved first here in Tucson my parents moved here we were at 100 years. We need to get back up to those levels. So I asked the question of the, the water folks. I said, uh, uh, what's your engagement with the University of Arizona? And they said, well, you know, we've, we've talked to them now and then. I said, do you know that the University of Arizona is world renowned for water harvesting and using, is Israel, for instance, uses the city of, uh, the, the University of Arizona to help them with their water problems. We have world renowned researchers and scientists and engineers and people at the University of Arizona. Why are we not tapping into that resource and using them, having, bringing them to our meetings and having them be the people that uh, are engaging with us in a creative and new way instead of just leaving it to the folks that are employed at the water department to figure this out. Those are the creative kind of solutions I think that are important is to bring the players to the table that can help us solve these problems and that takes leadership and that takes a phone call to Bobby Robbins and say we, we got to do this and you got to help us with this and you know coming out of the mayor's office I think that that phone call would be answered. What is Tucson doing well? Well, I've told you this personally, and I believe that uh, Michael Guyman was the best choice for the Tucson Chamber of Commerce. And I, I don't do that to patronize you, Michael. I just believe it's important. I believe that the Chamber is an important uh, um, part of the economic vitality of the city of Tucson. I do believe that there are some other chambers and other leadership organizations that are providing a, a, a similar kind of a service. But I think that the people like me who have been here for 55 years or El Charo for 100 years or, or O'Reilly Chevrolet for 80 years and then the new companies that have come in the last couple of, of years, we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate what's great about Tucson and, and do some, some again, I call this a marketing problem, Michael. I, I think we have, a mar we have a lot of great things happening in Tucson that people just don't know about. I'm gonna give you one little quick example. My, my wife, uh, when my little kids were growing up, they're now 37, 30, and 28, so they're not so little anymore. She used to do what we called uh, Camp Ackerley during the summer. She's a teacher at Desert Christian, and so um, she had the summers off, so she would take our boys to all of the tourist attractions in Tucson and let them see what people are coming in from all over the world are seeing. And she's doing that now with my 11-year-old and my 9-year-old grandson. And so she has one more week of school and they've already got scheduled where they're going to go and what they're going to see. 
people have come from all over the world and still come from all over the world to the city of Tucson to celebrate the best Mexican food, to celebrate the culture, to celebrate the University of Arizona, to celebrate all the great things that we have here, the great businesses that we have here. We need to tell that story. And I like Felipe and I love Visit Tucson and I think they do a, a good job. I think we can do a much more robust and stronger job of marketing the great things that are happening in Tucson. I have made it very clear to uh, the department heads and to the manager and so forth that I think we have a marketing problem. We don't tell our positive story very often and when we do, look at Deming, New Mexico and Ruidoso, New Mexico and all these other um, municipalities that are advertising in Tucson trying to get us to go to their place. We should be in their places. I know they do Chicago and they do a couple of Denver and they do a couple of outreach things, but we should be, you know, with that extra, you know, I, everyone's dipping into that extra $150 million of COVID money. Give me $10 million of that and I'll show you what we can do to draw some people to the city of Tucson and celebrate the great things that are happening in the city of Tucson. Let's clean it up, Michael. Let's make it safe. Let's make sure we have safe drinking water. Let's make sure our parks are clean so that when they go to the park that they can enjoy it with their families. We do those, I call it blocking and tackling. I played football and I think we need to do the fundamentals first. You can't continue to throw Hail Mary passes and hope that that's gonna solve the problem. You gotta do, every day you gotta do blocking and tackling. And so, um, you know, I've been talking about the negative things that leadership will help solve, but there's a lot of really great things happening in the city of Tucson. And one of them is this, the Chamber of Commerce. And I, I, I applaud you for what you're doing to uh, bolster the community. I wasn't too happy about uh, the Chamber endorsing the 412 initiative, but uh, that's a political and, and policy issue that I could, I could debate with you. But I'm full support of, of what we can do to, to uh, tell the world how great Tucson is. My brother's the director of the Tucson Arizona Boys Chorus for 43 years, and I spend a lot of time with a lot of people all around the world talking about how important Tucson is and why the Tucson Boys Chorus is so powerful and what the good things are about Tucson. It's part of, part of my DNA. Can you tell me what your thoughts are about Sun Corridor? Well, uh, yes. Um, Pinal County to uh, the, the edges of, of Pima County. Um, I, I just kind of just have to be transparent. I'm a little transparent. Sometimes that doesn't politically serve me well. But I was in Barbara Coffey's office with the, the uh, city economic development person, and, I, and she was telling me about some initiatives that were happening with the city that the city was working on. And I said, well, Joe Snell will take credit for that. And uh, it is interesting how Sun Corridor, uh, you know, is working on these larger projects and so forth and jobs and so forth. I think we need an entity like that, um, but uh, again, I think we need to, um, uh, I fully support Barbara Coffee and the, and the smaller initiatives that they're working on because the backbone, granted, we need four more Raytheons in the city of Tucson. We need some 13,000 employee companies that come here and plop down in the middle of Tucson and, and invigorate our economy. But we also need some Ackerley advertisings some five, seven member companies, some companies that can uh, 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 you know, buy at local restaurants and, and, and buy at local. So yes, Sun Quarter is very important. It's uh, policy making and trying to attract uh, those companies. And, but, but what are we doing to keep Caterpillar here? What are we doing to retain the companies that we have here? Uh, what are we doing to uh, augment the $8 billion impact that the uh, airport has? on the city of Tucson and, and the region? What are we doing about uh, the medical? What are we doing about the, the, the universities and so forth? Are we working together? Are we maximizing what we can do? And so I, uh, I would challenge Sun Corridor 
that uh, take a close look at what they're doing. It's ironic that uh, the last uh, Sun Corridor meeting I went to, Joe Snell stood up and asked, uh, asked the business community to get involved in fixing roads. And he said, if we're going to in invite these uh, major companies to do something, we've got to do something about the infrastructure here. So I think we're kind of on the same page that we have to do the blocking and tackling. Uh, my thoughts on them is we need Joe Snell, we need Sun Corridor, we need economic development, but uh, we also need the initiatives of the City of Tucson and, and other organizations like the Chamber to bolster companies that we already have and attract more of the smaller businesses and middle-sized businesses. That's the lifeblood of the City of Tucson. You mentioned a lot of priorities such as crime, public safety, and potholes. What is something that the city is spending money on that you do not think we should be spending money on? Well, I said one thing on the, on the radio and I got immediate blowback and criticism for it, but I will say it in here and I will use it just as an analogy. It is not specific and that I wouldn't pull the plug on that immediately. The example I used was KidCo, which is an after-school kids program that is funded by the city of Tucson to help uh, people who have uh, children who are working to take their kids someplace after school so that they can experience something. I just asked the question, why are we in the after-school business when we have all of these other schools, churches, boys and girls clubs, YWCAs, YMCAs providing that service? Why is the city of Tucson spending money on KidCo? The response comes back that it's an outgrowth of the Parks and Recreation and it's part of federal, some federal funding came through and so we did this. Well, why don't we outsource that to these other organizations that are doing it? Why are we spending city resources on, on something that could be provided by it? So I got a ton of blowback. I actually got some blowback from folks at Raytheon who said, wait a minute, we use KidCo and uh, we like it. We think it's great. Well, I'm glad you think it's great. That's just one little example of reproductive. We have to be realistic. The budget is $2.2 billion. The amount of discretionary funding is very small compared to that $2.2 billion. When you take out the HER funds and you take out the federal money and you take out the state allocated money and you take out the county mandates and you take out the, what we're required to do as a charter city and so forth, the amount of money that we have to discretionary fund to fund some things, I think I'd get some people in a room like this, lock them in the room and say, let's come up with the priorities of what we would do. I'm going to tell you that I think it's public safety, I think it's cleaning up the city of Tucson, and I think it's protecting our water resources. I think those are the things we really got to work on. Okay, I think we're out of time, unfortunately. This went very quickly. Yeah. Uh, thank you once again, uh, Dr. Ackerley, for coming in and for stepping up to help serve our community. Well, it's my pleasure, and may just I just say that it's an honor for me as a lifelong resident of the city of Tucson to just kind of step into this fray and uh, People say I'm too damn nice to be the, the mayor of the city of Tucson. I'm, I'm going to show some leadership and some strength and some power because uh, I know we can do this and I know we can fix Tucson. It doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to be the next Portland where my sister lives. I think we can do this. I think we have the moxie and the economic resources to make it happen. So I'm looking forward to the challenge. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.